Gentlemen, please welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. Hello, buddies. <laughs> welcome to another episode of everybody's favorite show, BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen. And Jim, I told you that'd be an interesting theme song, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Did you sing that? No, a good buddy okay. of mine did for me. I you know, when I started out the show, I'm like, I need a fun, catchy theme song to get people in huh. the mood for the show. And there Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's so, actually, it's great. It's really thank cool. You. Thank you. A yeah. shout out to my buddy Tommy Link. He's the one who sang that. So Okay. Yep. So for our buddies out there, this is my buddy, Jim Garland. How are you doing today, Jim? Very good. Very good. Awesome. Jim is the owner of Reflections in Lancaster, PA, a very highly rated restaurant. Jim... Tell us first up how you got interested in culinary arts. Well, um, you know, back in the day, um, I like, I like, you know, everybody likes cake, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so mom, like uh, my mom was a pretty good cook. And I think if you talk to most chefs, they'll tell you that uh, they basically got it from their mothers. All right. So mom said, if I made the cake, I could eat as much as I want. So, <laughs> yeah. So I, needless to say, made a lot of cakes, you know, and at first they were like box mixes. And then we started making them from scratch and uh, progressed from there. And then uh, when I turned 16, um, I got a job at uh, LB's Big Boy Restaurant and uh, worked there uh, for God, I was there for like two years as a breakfast cook and so on, so on. And uh, eventually my parents found out I wanted to go to the Culinary Institute of America. And uh, so I, that's where I ended up going to school and loved it. Sweetness. From then on, what inspired you to open a restaurant? Um, well, you know, as a, as a chef, everybody's dream is to have, you know, you're always, your dream is to have your own business. All right. And, you know, as a chef, it's a restaurant. So, um, I was lucky. I worked really hard and, uh, I was in the right place at the right time. Uh, I actually, my investors were, uh, real estate, uh, people. And as a hobby, they would buy these restaurants that were, or bars that were belly up, you know, they were like dive bars. All right. And I worked for the first one that they had done. And the gentleman that I worked for, this was about two years after I got out of school. And the gentleman that I worked for was, uh, he was, you know, I've, I impressed him quite a bit. Okay. So I left there after about two years and I went to another restaurant in Lancaster and they opened up their second restaurant while they were in the process of opening up their second restaurant and found out the guy that they were setting up in business didn't know how to cook. So the uh, real estate investor's wife was not happy. And she said, you better find me a chef now. <laughs> so, yeah. So they came and got me and we negotiated a little bit. I met him at their house and, 
And, uh, you know, he's like, uh, I'll, you know, I said, look, I said, give me a week to think about this. And he goes, well, what's the problem? He goes, and I said, well, I got a week's paid vacation coming up because I'll give you a week's paid vacation. I got a, he's real gruff. You know, he says, I got a condo in ocean city, Maryland. I'll give you a week's paid vacation. I'm like, Oh, cool. And I said, well, give me a couple of days to think about it. Right. And he looks right at me and he goes, look, he goes, you call me tomorrow by midnight. I'll give you a thousand dollars cash. I thought for about 30 seconds and I said, I'll take the job. <laughs> so basically, yeah. So I did that and uh, worked like it was, it was tough. I mean, I worked probably the first, uh, first seven weeks without a day off. And I was working from like nine in the morning until 1am every day. And then after that, I got a day off and my hours, I cut my hours back to like nine to 11 every, every day, except for the one I had off. And, uh, you know, but yeah, we did that for a long time. And, uh, but you know what, I don't regret it. Uh, at one point, we uh, owned six restaurants. Uh, we started out with Reflections, and that took off like a rocket. It just was unbelievable when it first opened. And and this year, we'll be celebrating our 39th year in business. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we had, uh, we ended up having three Carlos and Charlie's. Uh, we had a place called Portofino that they had opened up with another gentleman that they set up and they, nobody got along, none of the investors and the chef. And they came to us with different scenarios and said, why don't you take it over? And we said, look, we promised our other chefs that we would do that with them. And finally we decided, okay, look, we'll, we'll do it. Right. So we did that. And, uh, so then we had that and then we had a, a, one of our chefs asked us to go in partners with him on another restaurant and someplace down in Maryland. Um, and so that's how we ended up having like six restaurants and I was the uh, chef partner. So we did that for quite a few years, almost 19 years. And I finally got tired of being the relief cook. <laughs> so I looked at my ex-partner one day and I said, look, I'm done. I said, we need to, we need to make different arrangements here. So we ended up selling off some of the restaurants and three of our managers bought us out of the Carlos and Charlie's. My ex-partner bought me out of uh, Portofino and turned it into a place called Stubby's, which worked out really well. And then I bought him out of uh, Reflections and I've had Reflections now on my own for 20 years. Nice. Yeah. For our buddies out there who aren't familiar with Reflections, tell us about it. Okay. Well, Reflections is a casual upscale restaurant. Um, we have uh, great burgers. In fact, our burgers are a, uh, I get them custom blended uh, from a company out of uh, Philadelphia. It's uh, short rib, uh, brisket, dry aged, um, uh, strip loin, and filet uh, trimmings. And they eat like, steak burgers i know everybody has a steak burger but these are truly a good steak burger um i can do anything i want there and as a culinary institute graduate that's what i wanted to do i did not want to limit myself in any way i wanted to be able to if i saw something really good at the market and said wow that you know that that fish looks really great you know, like uh, a really nice piece of halibut, you know, do a uh, halibut with uh, like a bacon corn and, and leek sauce, you know, um, 
currently we do uh one of our dishes that's a real favorite is a um uh crispy salmon so what we do is when we cut the salmon uh in portions we leave the skin on and and crisp the skin up all right and then you finish it in the oven so it gets really crispy but it's not cooked really hard right because you can't you don't want to overcook it you want to leave it moist okay so then we serve that on top of uh, Brussels sprout and um, butternut squash hash, okay? And do a little bit of a maple drizzle on top, all right? So that's one of the – and that's a real favorite. Uh, we do a lot of um, – with the COVID, things got a little rough, and we've had to kind of reinvent ourselves, okay? So we do – currently, we, we do these uh, small plates, Okay. Um, and I, we have, when we cut the fresh salmon, you have the tail pieces and you have the, the belly pieces and, you know, different things like that. And the chef used to make soup out of them. Well, you know, the soup was, um, it was good, but after a day or so, the, the fat content in the soup would come to the top and it just, it wasn't, I had to find something else. So I turned them into, so I took all that and I turned them into salmon fritters. Ooh. which uh, there people thought I was crazy. You know, I went in there one day and I, and I took the, the trimmings, you know, and I breaded them and I deep fried them. And then I served them on like slider buns with uh, coleslaw and a little bit of a um, remoulade sauce. Okay. Which is kind of like a, a spicy uh, Russian dressing. Okay. And, uh, people were raving about them and we still sell. We, it's almost to the point where I have to buy salmon to make fritters. So, um, but yeah, we have really good salads. Um, uh, another thing that I did when I was there was uh, I came up with a, uh, a recipe for um, braised uh, pork, uh, pork shoulder or pork butt. Ooh. So we do a, we do a Guinness braised. I, I developed a, uh, a rub. So I take these pork shoulders and I rub them down with this rub, which has got like cumin and black pepper and chili powder and brown sugar and all these different seasonings. Leave it overnight. Then we sear it in a, in a roasting pan the next day and um, uh, with uh, onions, diced onions. And then I cover it with Guinness beer. All right. And then a little trick to if you want to braise anything cover it with film wrap. All right. People yeah. say, well, isn't that going to melt in the oven? And I said, no, 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 no. You got to cover it with the film wrap. So you seal it really good. Okay. And then cover that with aluminum foil. <laughs> the, uh, by doing that, the film wrap seals in the juices and then you, then you roast it in the oven for about four hours, which just really, you know, the flavors are amazing. So, uh, and the new chef, is actually going to use that for a Cuban and a couple of different, uh, she's using it for a burger tonight too. Um, but yeah, so that was one of my inventions. Um, oh boy. Um, another one was, uh, a, in fact, one of the guys that was with me for like 25 years, um, and the two of us ran the kitchen together during the COVID and he had all these notebooks of recipes that I had come up with when I was a chef there. All right. And he brought them in the one day and my manager and one of the bartenders are looking at him going, 
these look great. Why don't we run any of these? You know? So he's like, well, go ahead, pick whatever you want out. Right. So he picked out this dish called, uh, Carlos and Charlie's, um, chicken. And, uh, it's, it's a little different. So I'll give your, your viewers, uh, a real easy recipe to do. So what we do is we take, um, like chicken tenderloins, you saute them in a pan with, um, uh, onions, peppers, and mushrooms. Okay. So you get that and then, uh, you hit it with a, a little bit of white wine, some blackening season, just go to the store and buy yourself some blackening season. We make our own, um, hit it with some blackening season and dust it with just a little bit of flour. Okay. Blend it all together. And then at the very end, hit it with a little bit of ranch dressing. All right. And you got to be careful if it's too hot, the ranch dressing will break. Okay. So you get it. That's at the end. You hit it with the ranch dressing and then you throw in some diced tomatoes and flip it all around. And it's just delicious. Uh, and then we serve that on rice. So there's a easy recipe. First off, I'm very happy that I ate dinner before this episode, but now I'm hungry again. <laughs> okay. Secondly, okay. You know, I got to ask this, buddy. Yeah. What's the secret to a good steak? Um, well, yeah, well, first of all, you don't want to cut into it while you're cooking it. Okay. And you need to let it rest at the very end after you cooked it, you know, and, and you want to move it around. Like, uh, we have a really nice infrared charbroiler. Okay. And to get your diamond marks on it. Okay. Like a strip loin and, and you got to get a good cut of meat. All right. You want to ideally, if you can afford it, you know, go to Costco and get prime New York strips. They are, they're delicious. And, and what makes them so good is the fat content. Okay. Fat carries the flavor. It's the reason haagen is so good. Okay. Because of the fat content. All right. So then what you do is you put it at a 45 degree angle on both sides and don't be afraid to flip it, you know, uh, occasionally, because if you cook it too much on one side, what happens is the outside edge starts to um, seize up and it will curl on you, all right, because you've cooked it too much on one side, all right, so, and you want to season it with salt and pepper, you know, you got to season it with salt and pepper, uh, and if you really want to go, you know, after you've, you know, cooked it most of the way on your charbroiler, you can flip it in a pan and start butter basting it, uh, and with some, maybe a little bit of garlic, all right. And some parsley flakes and, uh, uh, that butter, but wait here again, you're adding fat to it. You know, the butter basting does a really nice job. So yeah. And let your steak rest before you cut into it. Because if you don't, then what happens is as soon as you cut into it, the blood vessel, the, um, cells will, they're in, you know, they're really big and they'll just bleed and, you know, you'll lose a lot of flavor. So let it rest. Don't cut it. Yes. Don't be, don't be Mr. Dive in into it. The minute you get it on the plate, just give it a minute. Yes. Yes. Say a absolutely. Blessing over it and yeah. Yeah. And then go for it. Yeah. Salt and pepper. Definitely. Yeah. Solid. So you mentioned it before you've come up with some good menu items just on the spot. Like you've seen something at the market and gone, I want that. How often do yeah. you add in new menu items? Well, uh, currently our chef is uh, reworking the menu. All right. Uh, we run specials uh, every week 
and almost daily, actually, uh, she gets an idea and, uh, I say, you know, go for it. I, I, I want to, I want all my chefs to be creative. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, I promote that and cause that's what's, you know, we work really hard in the restaurant business. It's not an easy business. You're on your feet all the time and the hours are fairly long. You know, it's not as bad as it used to be. Um, because, you know, through COVID with trying to find, uh, employees, um, they have a little bit of, you, you have to treat them better than what we were treated back in the day, you uh -huh. know? Or, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So she, she does pretty well. She runs a burger of the week. Um, she runs specials and, uh, I was out for about a little over two weeks and I just got in there this week and she had just transitioned into being our interim chef. So I've talked to her a lot this week and I told her, I said, look, I said, uh, I'm going to start mentoring you. I'm going to help you. Um, you know, I'm going to help you with the purchasing. I'm going to help you we'll bounce ideas off of each other. Cause you know, back in the day at the culinary Institute, we would sit down and, you know, we'd have study groups, but you know, instead of like studying, you know, law or whatever we were, you know, we were talking food and it was a lot of fun. You know, you, you get a lot of ideas. Um, and the way things used to be, we would meet when I did the ordering, I would meet with my suppliers. My salesmen would come in and they would talk to us and, uh, you know, they would do demos. They would bring in samples. He'd say, Hey, I got this new product. You got to try it, you know? And so it was great. It was, uh, you know, you wouldn't believe the amount of ideas you would get. And it's, it's, you know, I look back on it and, and, uh, in 50 years of being a chef, Oh God, I can't even, you know, tell you how many, you know, things that I've learned, but, um, yeah. So I told her, I said, look, I'm going to help you out. And she's looking forward to it. She talked to my general manager today and she says, this is great. I can't believe he's going to do this. So, yeah. So I'm kind of excited about it too. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. I have to play a quick word from our sponsors. So we'll be okay. right back. All right. Hi, BuddyCast. Today's BuddyCast has been brought to you by Glass Growers Gallery, where they showcase functional artisan handcrafts of jewelry, pottery, glass, wood, metal, socks, and more. They also deliver within a 12-mile radius. They're located in the heart of downtown Erie by a bunch of our other business buddies. You can find them at 10 East 5th Street. You can also find our buddy Emily, who did a buddy cast to explain the business more. She did a fantastic job. Please check out that episode. You want to learn more about them? Call today at 814-453-3758 or visit their website at glassgrowersgallery.com. Tell my buddy Emily that Buddy sent you and Buddy says hello. Now go be someone's buddy. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of BuddyCast. And that That's very good. Thank you. That was Glass Glowers Gallery. They are a truly fantastic small business here in Erie, Pennsylvania, and very good, well, good. as well. Good. Just you, and just to let you know, Jim, we don't call you guests on this show. We call you buddies because you're. Oh, well, hey, it's nice to be your buddy. Absolutely. So, buddy, when how you were talking all about your staff earlier, you were talking all about, you know, your new cook, your general manager. How yeah. much does having a staff? sharing your same mission, sharing your same ideas mean to you with this oh, business? 
Uh, tremendous. I could not do what I do without having uh, the kind of staff that I have. Um, they're my family. Okay. And uh, my, my general manager is uh, she's been with me about, I don't got to say eight or nine years. Uh, my daytime dishwasher. All right. He was my first hire. And uh, he was in uh, IU 13. I don't know if you know what that is. It's kind of like um, uh, he's not, I guess he's higher functioning. He's not like autistic or anything, but, but he's developmentally disabled. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I interviewed him and we hired, I hired him in 1984 and he's still with me. Wow. So yeah, uh, it's amazing. And we have a secret handshake and, you know, it doesn't matter where I'm at. You know, if I'd be, if I got done out, you know, done in the kitchen and I went out and, you know, I'd be sitting out at the bar and, you know, chatting with uh, some of my customers and, you know, I mean, I could be talking to, a, you know, uh, one of my bankers or I could be talking to, you know, whoever I'm talking to out there. He'd come out if it was, you know, he was getting done and we would do our little secret handshake and uh, people always got a kick out of that. So uh, and he's he's very well liked. All right. Um, my bartender during the day. Uh, well, actually, it was during the day. Now we're our hours are our hours are uh, five, four to nine. Monday through Friday and 12 to nine on Saturday now, but she's been with us. God, I think she's been with us since 2008. Yeah. So like 15 years. So it's amazing. Um, but you know, you have to treat, you have to treat them like, um, you know, their family. I mean, mm -hmm. you just, you, you take care of your, your, you know, you treat them like you want to be treated. All right. Exactly. And it, it all comes back to you. Um, you know, I, I mean, I love my employees that without them, I am nothing, you know, I mean, I can't do it by myself. So, uh, as a matter of fact, we're actually, we talked about vacations because we're not, I mean, we're not overly staffed and as a small restaurant, I mean, I have 20 employees. So for vacations this year, I, I looked at my general manager and I said, look, I said, why don't we close 4th of July week? And then I said, you guys all take your vacations. I said, you don't have to worry about the restaurant and you can all go out and enjoy, you know, your week off. And when I talked to her tonight, cause she's given me rides mm -hmm. to and from, you know, to and from work because I can't drive yet because <laughs> of my, just getting my hip done. Mm -hmm. um, so she, she had tears in her eyes. She said, my girls said they don't remember what it was like for her to have, you know, seven days off in a row. And she was like, you know, she was, she had tears in her eyes and she thanked me, gave me a big hug. And, uh, you know, then we came home, you know? So yeah, I love my employees. They are, they're very special to me. Number one, kudos to you for that idea. Number yeah. two, you embody the spirit of one of my favorite sayings, which is I treat the janitor the same way. Uh, I respect the janitor the same way I respect the CEO. Oh, absolutely. No question. No question. I had a salesman years ago that told me, he goes, you know, um, I had a friend that was a salesman that went in and he would ignore the dishwasher. All right. 
So I don't know. Uh, I guess he moved around a little bit and got another job. And he went into this same operation maybe five years later. And uh, he walked in. And lo and behold, the dishwasher was now the chef. All right. And didn't want to have anything to do with him because of the way he treated him when he was a dishwasher. Bingo. Yeah. So there you go. It's all about how you treat people. It's all about. Oh, yeah. And that's why yeah. we here at Buddy Cash really embody that spirit of everybody's a buddy. Because yeah. you never know when somebody's yeah. going to have an amazing story, you know? Oh, yeah. It all comes back to you, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you get more than you give. Exactly. So, buddy, I know this is like, and you, you mentioned this earlier in a previous question, but I know this is like asking who your favorite child is. But mm -hmm. what are some of your favorite menu items? Like, what are some items that you just, like, if you could order them now for dinner, what would you be ordering? Well, you know, I have a lot of favorite menu items, you know. <laughs> it all depends on any given day, you know. Like, uh, I got into a kick right before uh, I went in on my surgery. We have the best tomato soup. It's so creamy and just delicious, okay? And you know what goes best with tomato soup, all right? That's a good grilled cheese. But you have to make a good grilled cheese, okay? So I have some of the best uh, multi-grain uh, wheat bread, all right? I wouldn't even really call it wheat bread. It's, it's like a multi-grain, just really, really, really good bread, right? So you put that on, the, you know, you butter it, put it on the grill, and you take like two slices of American, two slices of Swiss, okay? You take some raw red onions, throw them on the grill with a little bit of butter. Just get them lightly cooked, all right? Put them on the sandwich, a couple slices of bacon, and then you take a, a slice of a good fresh tomato, locally grown, all right? Put that on, you know, slap it on the grill, flip it over on the other side, and then put it right in the sandwich. Pull it off cut it in half, put it on a plate with a cup of tomato soup, and dip your sandwich in it. It's just delicious. And that's comfort food and then some, okay? But we have a, that's, so there's another recipe for you. Um, we have a, uh, a uh, pork chop that uh, we, we brine, okay? So when you brine it, it breaks down the fibers, which makes it more tender, all right? And then we lard it. Okay, so larding it is injecting fat into the muscle. All right, here again, fat, you know, carries the flavor. So that, and we serve that, we, we charboil that, probably about a 12 ounce, 12 to 14 ounce uh, pork chop. And then we serve that with uh, an apple craisin uh, chutney. And that's just delicious. First time I ate one of those, I was like, wow, this is, you could cook that thing well done and it still is juicy uh one of my friends comes in and i've talked him into getting other menu items and he you know he said it was good but i i'm i'm just gonna order the pork chop i always order the pork chop every time i come in and that's what it is so he's one yeah. of those, he's one of those yeah. customers that could look at the entire menu and just yeah. go, i already know what i want why am i even looking at this thing Exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. No question. Um, boy, we have a, we have a cob salad. We call it a Southern cob that is really good. You know, if you want to, you think you're eating healthy, but this thing is, it's got uh, blue cheese, bacon, hard boiled egg, um, 
uh, pecans, corn, tomatoes, um, carrots, avocado, and we serve it with a sweet Vidalia onion dressing, which is really, really delicious. Um, let me think. I was just talking to the chef because, you know, now we're coming up with, you know, it's seasonal things. Um, yellow tomatoes. Have you ever had a yellow tomato? I, have I had a yellow tomato before? I'm not sure, but I know I have them. Okay. I'm not yellow, sure. Yellow tomatoes are less acidic. All right. So if you get the chance when they're in season, you need to eat some yellow tomatoes. They're, they're deli- do that with um, like um, good yellow tomato and even a good ripe red tomato. You can inter- interchange the slices. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then do some fresh mozzarella. All right. A little bit of fresh basil and a little bit of balsamic drizzle on that. It's delicious. So, so what I do is I take these fresh yellow tomatoes and we do a thing called tomate concasse. All right. Tomate concasse is a fancy term for squeezing the seeds out and peeling them. You know, you uh, core it, cut an X on the other side, drop it into boiling water. You can see the skin start to release a little bit and then you drop it, you take it out of that and put it into an ice bath and then you peel it cut them in half, squeeze the seeds out. And then I make a, a, a yellow tomato marinara out, out of that. And the, the, just the yellow color is so vibrant. Um, we did a, um, a flounder Parmesan with that. And, you know, with flounder is very delicate and delicious. All right. So you saute that up, get it golden brown, and then you serve the uh, yellow tomato marinara on top of that. And you're getting a little bit of balsamic drizzle and away you go. So there you go. I keep looking off to the side because we have the first lady on the side here who's taking notes while we go down. Okay. All right. She loves, she loves to cook. Okay. Well, she's going to do that yellow tomato marinara. It's pretty easy. I should, I told you how to, how to peel them. All right. And mm-hmm. seed them. Okay. So then what you do is you take uh, and dice some, some, uh, yellow onions white onions okay dice some onions um get a uh, like a heavy bottom saute or heavy heavy bottom pot okay put some extra virgin olive oil in there throw some garlic in there and you saute your garlic until it gets fragrant all right you don't want to burn the garlic you want it just lightly browned all right because if you burn it it gets bitter all right so just lightly brown and as soon as that happens put your onions in there Okay, which will cool it down a little bit and stop the garlic from browning. All right. So you cook that until the onions are uh, opaque. All right. Add white wine to that. All right. Stir that around and then kind of crunch up your, your tomatoes. Put that in the pot and then that, let that reduce. All right. And when it's reduced to the point where you like the thickness, then you add a little bit of salt. Okay. And I finish it with a little bit of whole butter. And then there's your sauce. Okay. Nice. Yeah. A follow-up question that just popped into my head. Let's say there's someone that comes into your restaurant and has a dietary need, mm-hmm. like um, keto yeah. or oh yeah, 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 like, yeah, uh, gluten free. Yeah. yeah, yeah, gluten. A lot of gluten. A lot of gluten allergies now. Uh, we have uh, stars on our menu. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. We have stars on our menu. Hi, Abby. Um, we have stars on our menu that let people know these are uh, gluten-free items and we actually our crab cakes are actually gluten-free which yeah it's basically uh it's um very little a little bit of mayonnaise 
I think there's a couple of eggs in there, some seasonings and some scallions. And we mix that up and then you add your crab meat and fold in the, uh, uh, we do claw and special fold that in. And, and, uh, once that's mixed, then we take a uh, jumbo lump and fold that in. Cause you want to break the lumps up, but not many places have gluten-free crab cakes. Cause they, they use the, um, uh, either crackers or bread crumbs or bread cubes to bind it. All right. Um, you know, people have peanut allergies, um, <laughs> and you want to be really careful with that because you don't want to get it anywhere near any kind of peanuts, you know? Um, yeah, but yeah. Oh yeah. We, uh, we do everything that we possibly can to, you know, make sure people have, you know, good experiences. I had a guy when I was at the, uh, Portofino, um, he would send, he, he had so many allergies. He had them written on a business card. And he would send it in to the kitchen. And I got this business card and I'm looking at it and going, well, what can you eat? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm going, okay. But, you know, we figured it out. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things you could, you know, he could eat. So, uh, I mean, I served him, uh, I think we had linguine with uh, uh, like a red clam sauce. He couldn't have linguine, but he could have the red clam sauce. And, uh, you know, eat it like kind of like a soup. Mm. Yeah. Sweetness. So when it comes to your restaurant reflections, yes. what are your hopes and dreams? Well, right now I am kind of uh, winding down my career. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there are days when I miss cooking, but you know what? I, um, I want to be able to go out and play golf. And, you know, I want to get out of Florida in the winter. And uh, so right now I'm mentoring my general manager to take over for me. She runs operations and uh, I'm the bookkeeper and mentor. OK, so I've set her up on a plan, uh, basically a work to earn plan uh, similar to what I had. You know, you have to pay it forward. OK, so that's what I'm doing with her. Uh, I'm paying it forward. And uh, so in, uh, I'm going to say probably she's into it about a year and a half now. So in about eight and a half years, um, you know, then we go to the next step of the plan. She goes to the bank, borrows the money to buy me out. And then I say, hasta lista, baby. <laughs> I'm going to be Yeah. So, but I want it to continue. You know, yes. I want people to always be able to go into reflections. I want to be there for the 50th anniversary, you know, and uh, and she also told me, so I eat and drink there for free for the rest of my life. So I'm hoping she has it for a long time. <laughs> Sweetness. Yeah. You can be guest, right? Oh, you know, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. You need, you need to come down. Oh, yeah. I will. Yeah, well, and if you want to check it out, we uh, our website is uh, reflections-restaurant.com, all right? And uh, we also have a uh, Facebook page, so you can see pictures of some of the food that we've done and, um, you know, pictures of what the building looks like. Uh, the building is uh, over 250 years old. It's always been a hotel tavern. Back in the day, it was a stagecoach stop. Uh, it was a, a stable livery um, 
uh, post office, general store, but it was always a uh, tavern. Mm -hmm. yeah. so, follow up question. Do you have any plans for the big 50th? No, I haven't thought that far ahead yet. <laughs> <laughs> one day at a time. Yeah, one day at a time. Just try to get through. Yeah, try to get through one day. It's sometimes it's so hectic that you just can't, you know, you got to worry about, you know, let's let's get through tomorrow. Let's get through today. You know, I've got these parties today. Um, we do we cater uh, the private the, the uh, Lancaster Airport is probably a five to ten minute drive up the road from us. Ooh. So we we cater uh, for like net jets, uh, air calling air, uh, the private jet. So that keeps I used to do it. And now my general manager does it because these people, they basically they send you in what they want and they want what they want and they want it when they want. All right. And it doesn't really matter what your hours are. Um, this morning she brought in. Uh, breakfast for two crew members at 630 in the morning. So, and I've gotten last minute orders for uh, chocolate lovers snack packs where, you know, I did uh, strawberries dipped in chocolate. They wanted a, a fruit of my choice. I did pineapple um, and uh, you know, and I did a, a seafood lovers like with a roasted lobster tail uh, seafood ceviche, which is, um, that's uh, raw seafood. Like um, uh, usually, I, I put in like uh, shrimp and scallops, and um, you can put a firm flesh fish in there if you want. But I usually just do shrimp and scallops with uh, onions, peppers, and uh, lemon juice, lime juice, and orange juice. A little bit of chili powder, salt and pepper, and you you marinate that overnight. I put a little bit of um, extra virgin olive oil in there. Marinate that overnight. And the acid actually cooks it. So it's a pretty famous uh, Spanish dish. So Nice. Uh, yeah. Nice. So you answered my next question. Where can we learn more about you? We can go to your yeah. website. Or we can go oh, to yeah. your website. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or the uh, actually, and we also have a Facebook page. Mm. So, you know, type in reflections and pull up the Facebook page. Nice. Yeah. So now i got two more questions for you to make this an official buddy cast. You ready for okay. these? The yep. first one was brought to us by my buddy Jonas Kane at hashtag positivity. He okay. wants to know, in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? Um, well, to uh, be there when they need you. Okay, obviously. Um, you know, if, uh, you know, they, they call out to you and they're having problems, you know, you need to be a good listener. All right. You absolutely need to be a good listener. You know, I tend to talk a lot. All right. But sometimes you just have to listen. All right. And sometimes that's all they need is somebody to listen to them. All right. And, uh, you know, somebody to push them a little bit when they need to be pushed. All right. You know, some sometimes, you know, people, uh, they don't think they're as good as what they what you know they are, you know, and. You know, you just you have to be the one to say, you know, you're really a lot better than what you think you are. And and, you know, maybe once you convince them of that, that, uh, you know, it, it's amazing how people blossom. So, yeah. OK. And, and, and obviously treat them, treat them the way you want to be treated. That's the golden rule. Yeah. So the final question I have for you tonight is what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. You ready okay. for this one? Yep. 
for anyone out there who dreams of opening their own restaurant one day, what's your advice to them? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was going to say don't, but... Um... We get that a lot. <laughs> well, um, part of the problem, you know, we learned at the Culinary Institute, 80% of new restaurants go out of business within the first year. Okay. And the problem with that is undercapitalization. All right. And mismanagement. Okay. So if you were going to open up your own restaurant, um, first of all, a good location would be ideal. All right. My location is a high V location. I'm not, you know, I mean, I'm not in a really, um, I have a friend that, that used to work for me and she has got an A plus location. I mean, the traffic that goes by her place is amazing. All right. So that kind of helps you a lot, you know? So that being said, you need to make sure that you're, uh, people ask me what's the most important thing in a restaurant. All right. And, and you say, you know, and then there I'll ask them that and they'll say, well, good food, good service. You know, it's not, that's not the most important thing. Consistency is the most important thing. All right. That guy that comes in there and likes that burnt grilled cheese is coming in there because that's what he likes, you know, and he wants it. He wants the same thing every time. All right. So you have to be consistent. Okay. And, you know, you need to make sure you got, um, you got to watch your numbers. Uh, my ex-partner used to say I was one of the few chefs that was just as good with his food as he was with his numbers. And, uh, you know, so that's really important. And you have to know your numbers. You have to stay on top of it. I have some programs that uh, every Monday I go in there and I plug, you know, our purchases and our labor costs and that thing into this program. So I know what my numbers are every Monday for the previous week. Um, yeah. And be ready to work a lot. You know, it's just uh, as a new owner, that's what you have to do. Um, you know, it's just it's it's a lot of work, but mm -hmm. it's fulfilling. OK, um, I've met so many good people and I've been able to do so many really cool things uh, in my life. I just feel blessed and, and very lucky. Mm -hmm. So we're talking we're talking hard work, knowledge, kindness and location yeah. all yeah. all yeah. in the recipe for a great yep. business oh yeah absolutely yes definitely wonderful well buddy thank you so much all right on buddy cash stick around for a minute we'll chat for a minute afterwards yeah i will all right yeah. but thanks all right before we end this episode though i have one paper okay. to ask you okay whatever you're going to do today tomorrow next week next month next year and i know you're going to do this go be someone's buddy. There you go. All right. All right. There I try to do that every day. Try to, you know, yeah. Yeah. You got to call your buddies up and, and, you know, you gotta, you gotta ask them how they're doing, you know, Bingo. it's not always all, all about you. Bingo. Okay. For my buddies out there. This is my buddy, Jim Garland. Please. If you're in Lancaster area, please check out reflections. You won't regret it. I'm Thank your you. host, Nick Sorensen. Thank you for joining us on another episode of everybody's favorite show. Well, the days are going fast, buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last, buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past.